Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends through perspectives of hope in Jesus Christ. How do you have the time of your life for the rest of your life? If your motto was, move everyone every day closer to Jesus, what would your life look like? How would you feel? What might you experience? This is the story of Barry McGuire. He's the author of the book, Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. We pause to remind you the reason we have the Good Life Show is to share how the love of Jesus Christ makes a difference in the lives of people. I'm talking about the love of Jesus so strong that he died on the cross for your sins and mine. He was buried and rose again on the third day, offering God's hope. Barry McGuire is the founder and president of Revival Outside the Walls and Ignite America. And he is heard daily on over 800 Christian radio stations in 47 states with his Ignite with Barry McGuire radio features. He is also the third generation president of McGuire's Car Wax and was the host of Car Crazy TV for 18 years, which aired globally on Discovery Network. Barry is married to Karen. Barry, welcome to our show. Thank you. I, I, I finally made it to Dr. Danny's show. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm so excited to get to talk to you personally on air, and I can't thank you enough for having me on today. Well, I can, I can just feel your smile as uh-huh. you speak. Barry, what does black lacquer and horseless carriages mean to you? You know, it's really interesting. Uh, to, 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 I, what a, it is, a, it is a God story. Everything in my life, even my dad's life, and my grandfather's life. My grandfather back in 1901 w- was selling furniture polish, and he couldn't find one that that created a perfect finish on black lacquer furniture. So he prayed one day, and for a lot of days, and said, "God, I, I, I think you can." I, I'm not a chemist, but I think you could help me put together a formulation that would accomplish this goal of mine. And so he prayed, and God did, and he ended up creating a perfect finish of black lacquer furniture. What is that? What on earth does that have to do with God? Okay, let me bring it closer real quick. Um, he was in Evansville, Indiana. As it happened, over half of the horses' carriage manufacturers back in that day were manufactured in Indiana, and they were all painted with black lacquer. And because his furniture polish. Uh, that he made. It was French polish for black lacquer furniture because it was so successful in accomplishing his goal to create a, a perfect finish on black lacquer. And he began using it without his permission on the carriages. And his furniture polish, again, it was just God inspired. His, his furniture polish became a carriage polish. Okay. Moved out to California in 1913, having no idea that the car hobby as we know it today was started at the end of World War II when the GIs came home and started working on their cars and making them go faster. And they created what they called hot rods as they made them more aerodynamic and they souped up their engines. But they wanted a great paint finish. And when they 
when they painted their cars, they made a lot of money for their paint jobs. The painters who have who are on the professional side, my dad and his father before him only sold professionals. It was not a retail product. They would go into shops as I did when I graduated from college. And the way we sold our products was buffing cars and garages to show how we can create a perfect finish. And so the best people that wanted the best shines were using it in their shops. As it happened, basically every custom painter in the United States that were doing all the custom cars for the car guys were using our products and giving a bottle away to their customers saying, no, keep this paint looking like this. Make sure you use McGuire's. So I had a family meeting one day. I said, you know, we're already in the retail business. And no, 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 we're not going to go into that Jippo discount business. They were totally against it. I said, guys, I I don't want to, I don't be a major, you know, retail brand. I just want to sell car guys. And they're pseudo professionals. They they want the same results we want. They'll follow directions. They don't care about the price. And somehow I managed to talk them into it. And uh, then I walked out of the meeting excited, but not having a clue, uh, not having a clue about retail at all. Not the first piece. I knew how to buff a car. That's all I knew. So I went to God and I said, God, uh, this verse that rings in my ear since getting out of college, trust you with my whole heart and don't lean under my own understanding. And for me, that's simple. I have no understanding. (laughs) I'm I'm toast without you. Mm. So I'm going to lean on you. And now we're the number one selling car wax in America and most countries around the world. It's been a whirlwind ride. It's all been God. Mm. But at the very beginning of it, I learned more and more trusting in God. You trust in God more. Your business, everything about your life flourishes when your focus is not on your business, but your focus is on God. I want to come back to that. I think, well, probably it's going to thread throughout our whole conversation. Barry, take us back a bit more in terms of where did where did you grow up? I grew up in Pasadena, California. I, uh, my grandparents on my mother's side were at Pilot Point, Texas, helped found the Nazarene Church, that very first meeting. My grandfather, uh, on my dad's side, helped start our business. I have a I have a book of on systematic theology that was his, and it's written prolifically on, on almost every page. I, I went to a, a, two McGuire cemeteries in Franklin, Kentucky, and found uh, McGuire's tombstones going back before the civil war always with scripture on them i i'm telling you i am the product of and proof that the prayers go down you know to a thousand generations to those who honor him i have others of my generation did honor him that didn't do so well but for me i i've honored him i listened i gleaned i have no excuse i have on both sides of my family i've been well taught all my life i met dr james dobson when i was 14 years old he's been my best friend all my life uh, Dr. David Wilkerson, uh, David Gwen Wilkerson, the founder of Teen Challenge, and of course, uh, across the switchblade, we were best friends for 40 years. God's brought so many people into my life to nurture me, and so I am unbelievably blessed and have no excuse. I mean, if I don't know God, I'd have to be I'd have to be an idiot not to understand who God is. Uh, but I've taken everything I've learned, applied it to my life as a businessman. And, and quickly discovered back in the early 70s that we're all in full-time ministry. We all are. Everything we do, everything you do and say is moving everybody watching you closer or further away from God. And that takes some responsibility to realize everything. Did you hear me? Everything yes. you say and do is moving everybody watching you closer or further away from mm. Jesus. I mean, we're all, we're all, we're all, you could say, um, 
we're all witnesses. Uh, some of us <laughs> are witnesses for the prosecution, but, but we're all witnesses. We're moving people one way or the other. We need to be sensitive to that. Well, you speak with the uh, a precision of the the time and the value and the the purposefulness of life. Oh my. As we yeah. go back, you mentioned grandparents, <clears throat> Oscar and Nettie Hudson. Yes. How, how did they impact your family? Is it, that who you it, were talking it, about? Un- unbelievable, unbelievable. They were they were the, the, the my grandparents were that were Pine Point, Texas, when they started the Nazarene Church. They both were pastors. They pastored all over the United States. They um, I, there are a couple of times my grandmother was the pastor of one of the churches and my granddad was the district superintendent. So I spent volumes of time with them growing up and uh, the impact they had on my life. Thank you for asking was the most profound of all. I knew how much they loved me. And uh, I knew that every night we went to bed, they went to their they went to their bedroom and got on their knees and called out to God the names of all their family members, all their grandkids. Everything. For the next hour, they're calling out and weeping for God. And that taught me. I mean, I remember. Here's a, here's a funny story. I remember I couldn't read, and I was sitting on my grandma's lap, and she's reading me the funnies out of the newspaper. Okay. <laughs> And she skipped a word. I was following every word. I could tell. I was trying to learn the words, you know. And she skipped a word. I said, this is before I could read, remember. I, how? I must have been like, what, maybe two, three years old. I don't know. And I said, Grandma, you missed a word. She said, well, that's a word we don't use. Simple little phrase. I'm 80 years old. Do you? you know, I, I still remember that. Yes. I, from the age of two, I, I realize there are words that are words, but some of those words we don't use. Mm. I learned that as a two-year-old sitting on wow. my grandma's lap. The influence we have as grandparents and our grandkids, they're watching us. They often say that uh, the worldview of a child is, is often formed by the time they're like five years old. They're watching us. Everything we do, we're creating little people. And when we live wrongly in front of their eyes we're modeling wrongly for them is any wonder that we have kids living wrongly today because we've failed in that responsibility if you read something that barry mcguire writes for example his new book ignite your life defeat fear with effortless faith you're going to feel this this dynamism by which he speaks you can feel the smile on the page but you'll also see a word emerge again and again, and it's the word nudge. And he's speaking about God's nudge, which we will talk about when we come back. Again, you're listening to Barry Maguire. He's uh, been honored by the Assemblies of God and Point Loma University, Nazarene, Nazarene University, as their layman of the year. He was given the Moody Bible Institute Legacy Award and serves as chairman of David Wilkerson's World Challenge Board. You can find out more about him and his worldwide ministry, IgniteAmerica.com. Again, that's IgniteAmerica.com. Barry McGuire, stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky. Leave it to me. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? 
Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. His motto, move everyone every day closer to Jesus. It's, it's more than a motto. It's more than a happy saying. It's something he lives by and Every day, leading people to Jesus, there's a precision to it. He's not wasting time. It's every relationship, every interaction. Are we moving a person closer to Jesus? I'm talking about Barry McGuire. You can find out more about his ministry, IgniteAmerica.com. If you talk to him, if you read what he writes, you'll hear about God's nudges every time. Barry, every time you follow God's nudge. What do you envision Jesus saying to you? <laughs> well, it's it's a big subject, you know, and and I I had this phrase: follow a nudge, live in the fog. Okay, now you all you listen right now say, what on earth is he talking about? I, I when I give you this thought, you won't be able to get away from it. I guarantee you, you remember this from for the rest of your life. First off, the nudge. I don't really need to explain what the nudge is to you. All of us get it. Um, probably several times a day. Uh, the Holy Spirit nudges you. Um, my friend just found out they have cancer. I should call them. But, uh, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I, I don't know what I could say. I, I'll do it some other time, you know. Um, I'm, I'm talking to a secular friend across the table, and I feel like I should ask them if I could pray for you. But don't think I'm a fool. I think I'm an idiot. I better. Not, I don't think I'll do that. I see somebody hurting, but I look at my watch and oh, I'm too busy. I don't have time. We have all these excuses. And those are all nudges. Those are all nudges. Mm-hmm. God nudges us continually. So mm-hmm. I, everybody's talking. Listen, listeners, right knows that. Yeah, well, all of us have nudges. We know these nudges. That's the Holy Spirit talking to you. That's not just yourself and your old. No, no. It's it's the Holy Spirit nudging you. The thing is, when you follow the nudge and you actually. Follow what he's telling you to do, and you pick up that phone and call, or you comfort that person. They hug you, hug on them, you pray for them. It is amazing. But here's the thing: you can do that because there's nothing about scripting for that. You say, "Well, I don't know enough. I won't have the words." Forget about it. This is the most fun. People don't realize how much fun it is to share faith, folks. This is this is life changing. You know, in Mark thirteen eleven, he says, "Don't prepare." Yeah, he said, don't, don't prepare. Don't even prepare. You can't prepare for these conversations. You you, you bump into, I do it every day, okay? And all of a sudden, the man's telling me about his son just committed suicide last night. 
I, I got to tell you, a script doesn't help you in those situations. You know, I just found out I got cancer. You know, I just lost my job. You don't know. You have no idea what they were that conversation going to go. So it, you can't prepare anyway. That's ridiculous. But the scriptures specifically say, Mark 13, 11, don't prepare. Even better, Luke 12, 12 says, I'll give you the Holy Spirit will give you the word to say when you need them. So I can give you all kinds of stories. We will have time uh, to, uh, in this conversation, but you just step into it and you start talking and all of a sudden you find out this horrendous problems going on. And then Holy Spirit just gives you the words. And all of a sudden words are coming out of you. I tell you folks, he brings scriptures to remembrance. And all of a sudden you're quoting a scripture verbatim that you haven't thought of for two or three years or maybe even 10 years. Mm -hmm. And you realize God is speaking through you. And you see the life in front of you changing. That is an amazing experience that you could have every day. And when you do that, you step into the fog and get this. Here's the fog. You follow the nudge. You live in the fog. You live in the favor of God. You live, I call it the sweet spot with God. You live where he wants you to be. You literally step into the promise of Romans 8, 28, which we don't grab onto very easily. We know the part about all things that work together for good. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But they're not working good for me, so it must be for somebody else. No, that's his promise to you. And he says, I will do that if you do two things. One, you love me, and, and that's really love him, first love. They put him before everybody else. But secondly, to those who love me, to those who live for my purpose. There's no argument about what his purpose is. His purpose is to seek and save the lost. We all know that. Every theologian will tell you that. And he says, it's so simple, folks. It's so simple. He says, when you live for my purpose, when you live to seek and save the lost, when you live to move everybody every day closer to Jesus, you step into this incredible fog, this incredible favor of God where it, where he says in Romans 8, 20, that's when you do that, I obligate myself, and I will make everything in your life work together for good. That's, that's everything. That's, that's not most things. It's everything. It's everything. And that's the end of fear. It's the end of worry. It's the, it's, it, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And I can tell you that after losing a 49-year-old daughter, I can tell you that after having my my being moments away from having my 100-year-old business ripped away from me by a joint venture partner, I, I can tell you that after being in the hospital and the doctor's giving up on me and saying I'm going to die, and I didn't have any worry in all of those. You know why? Because I live for his purpose. Mm. And that's the sweet spot with God. Yeah, that's the favor of God. That's the fog. Follow the nudge. Live in the fog. It's a powerful statement. If you just take that from this conversation, <laughs> of course, we tell you how to do it in this book, Ignite Your Life. I'll give you a million illustrations. Uh, Ignite Your Life is really a book of scriptures. It doesn't matter what I say. It's the word of God that matters. If you just follow the scriptures in this book, all of a sudden you'll realize how exciting life is and how the most fun thing in your life could be sharing your faith, believe it or not. It's actually, it's an adventure. Like you can't wait till the next experience because God's going to be working through you. And when you have that, it exhilarates you. It gives you, it, it, it gives you intimacy with God. 
There's no other way to have that. There's no other human experience. And that's why he wants you to share your faith. Not second, yes, yes, to, to reach the lost, but that's secondary. His focus on you is, is you, is you. His focus on you. He wants you to share your faith for you. He wants you. He wants all of you. In Isaiah 43, 10, he actually tells us that. There's a scripture all from Genesis to Revelation. He says, do it. But in Isaiah 43, 10, he says, why? Listen to this. Thus saith the Lord, I appointed you, you, as my witness so that you will believe. Wow. So that you will believe. And that means no more worries, folks. That means no more worries. You want to get rid of worry? I have no more worries. I have zero worries. I never worry. I haven't worried for decades. That sounds strange. It's not strange. There's no fear. There's no fear. Something bad happens to you. God's going to use it for his glory. And bad stuff has happened to me, and he's used it for his glory. And guess what? When you come through those things, you see God's faithfulness come in, and he changes things, and he makes it right. You shout. <laughs> and that will ignite your life. How does never lift relate with trust? I mean, you there are car guys. You're the car guy. So Barry Maguire, never lift. How does it relate to trust? What a great question. Uh, you know, as car guys, every car guy, in fact, you don't have to be a car guy to know pedal of the metal. We all know that. Pedal of the metal, push the accelerator down and just hold it down there, right? When you're racing, there's another term. It says never lift. Car guys know the term never lift because when you're racing, now, there's a finesse racing, granted, and there's times to, to use your brakes and accelerate. There's a great expertise to that. But basically, when you lift, you're lifting out of fear. You're coming up on a turn you don't know you can handle. You're coming up to a chicane. I better slow down a little bit. You, 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 it's, it's fear. And so you lift off the accelerator. That's when you get past. The cars are pretty evenly matched. It's The, the question is, is, there's a reason why the best drivers keep winning the races because they don't lift. They're, they're, they're confident and they go right on through it. Okay. I've been on the race course enough to find out what happens when you lift and <laughs> been embarrassed by it. There's three cars go by me in a hurry. Yikes. <laughs> in life, <clears throat> in, in life, we should never lift. You get the call and you have cancer. You, you get, you get the call that your daughter just died. You get the call that you find out your joint venture partners is taking over your board and they're going to throw you out of your hundred year old family business tomorrow morning. You, you get you get the doctors coming in saying there is no hope for you. Um, do, do you lift off the accelerator? I mean, it's like, oh, do you fall apart? You say, never live, baby. I just go right on. In the hospital, I said, okay, if I'm going to die, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die trying to lead as many people to you as I can. And I took my eyes off myself. When I got out of the hospital, I counted 23 different doctors and nurses I shared my faith and had serious conversations with. And it became so exciting. I couldn't wait for the next person to I was dying. I couldn't wait for the next person to come through the door. I mean, it changes it, it, Danny, you know, it just changes everything. Let, let me give you, let me, I'll, I'll give it really poignantly for you. How, how much time to, to the next break? We got a couple minutes. Yeah, maybe I should say much other. I got a really great story to tell you what faith, what effortless faith looks like. 
I, I want to tell you what effortless faith looks like in the real world, but I'll tell you about that <laughs> after the break. But I mean, this is where God wants us to live every day. It's, it's every day is an adventure, <laughs> and uh, you can get in on it. Effortless faith, and it's his book. I'm talking about Barry McGuire. It's his book, Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith. You can find out more about the book and get a hold of the book, Amazon.com. Go to IgniteAmerica.com to find out more about Barry McGuire and his ministry. When we come back, more from him. And yes, Effortless Faith. What, what was he going to tell us? I mean, it's, it's, it's so, so vital that we need the time to unpack. You know, for more than 40 years, Barry McGuire has used his business as his pulpit to move everyone every day closer to Jesus in fun and exciting ways. We have the privilege of being with Barry to hear from him. Stay with us. We'll be right back. During the road of desperate life, aimlessly beneath the barren sky, leave it to me. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. In what way have you seen God work powerfully in your life? Do you have a story to share about God's provision and deliverance? Have you experienced God's healing? Do you have a testimony that will encourage others? 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I want to share your story on our radio podcast. Please visit drdanny.live and share your Jesus story by clicking on the link at the top left of the home page. If you'd like to share your testimony in the form of a letter, send your correspondence to Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. That's Formation Institute, P.O. Box 381222, Cambridge, Massachusetts, 02238. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience The Good Life today. Well, it's it has to do about the difference uh, between striking, uh, sharing your faith out of obligation and experiencing it as the most important and fun thing you do. This is something Barry McGuire has been doing for 40 years. Throughout his book, Ignite Your Life, Defeat Fear with Effortless Faith, Barry writes about God's nudge, but effortless faith. Find out more about Barry, IgniteAmerica.com. Okay, Barry, I can't wait. We can't wait. Effortless faith. Say more. Well, um, by the way, IgniteAmerica.com is not about Barry McGuire. It is about you. It, it, our websites are free. You don't. There's no sign-ins. There's passwords. You enter into it, and you're immediately into ministry. The IgniteAmerica.com website is about your ministry, and, and it, it gives you a million ways how you can share your faith and have fun sharing your faith. They'll take the scales off your eyes, so to speak, and enter you into a world that you probably didn't know existed. And I interview all types of people. They're not just like me. 
God didn't say go into the world, all you who have a certain personality. <laughs> you know, He said go in the world and tell people about Jesus. That's that's for for all of us. And when we do that, I don't know if the if the most fun part is doing it or experiencing the results of doing it. Both will put a smile on your face. I mean, it's so much fun doing it. I maybe we'll get into a story too before we finish here today. What it actually looks like. This book ignites your life is all scriptures if you just read the scriptures by the time you get to the end of the book you'll be charged up and ready to get in all the fun or share your faith you really do i promise you but then i have my my life stories around it that are just they're not important they just give some perspective to help you understand how that scripture actually applies to real life and karen and i are a little bit unique in that we have both been sharing our faith every day for 50 years as business people. I've had the pressures of building a, a tiny little business to a global business. I've had all kinds of things, pressures in my life, but my priority has always been move everybody. In If they turn me down on the sale, that's, that's, that's a, that doesn't phase me. My my goal is in that in that conversation, I want to move that person closer to Jesus. And you know, when they're turning you down, it's easier to do that. When you're still loving on them, even though they told you no, they can't figure you out. It, it becomes like sport when you realize when you love everybody, when you're moving everybody every day closer to Jesus, everybody, even the ones that treat you badly, even the horrible ones in your life that, that, that come against you, when you do that, you're living in God's fog. You're living in the promise that God is going to make everything in your life work for good, no matter how bad it looks at the moment. It may look like bad, but it's not. God's using it for good. When God wants good in your life, he only brings good in your life. So that bad stuff he brings in your life, from your daughter dying to being thrown out of your business to, to dying in the ICU, you know, and I got a whole bunch more I won't go into. I know it's good. I know God's going to use it. You know, Karen and I no longer pray for help. We don't we do not do that. He knows the desires of our heart before we pray for I believe in diligent prayer, but I've moved into this range with Karen now where we just thank God. When the bad stuff happens, we just say, God, here we go again. You're going to show your power. You're going to, you're, I can't wait to see how you get us out of this one. You know, you got another lesson for us. And I got a million stories like that. But it's so much fun. It takes life from doldrums and all the bad stuff. And the stock market's going to crash. And we're not the dollar. Right? We got all these bad things going on. And I, I just amaze how Christian want to focus on that. Very very twinkling of an eye we can be out of here and in heaven and, and we got all these people around us that are lost and we we got to get busy only one percent of us are showing concern for the lost 80 percent want to know about god 80 percent of the unchurched want to know about god right now but only one percent of us are, are are paying any attention to that and the point of this book is we have to ignite ourselves our goal is to ignite christians to ignite America the revival one person at a time. We each have personal responsibilities. You can't change the world, but you can change your world. You, and if we each one of us changes our worlds, we'll change the world. And it, we, the time to start is right now. <laughs> Barry, you're you're in New Hampshire with Karen. It's 1 a.m. The flight's been delayed. You're the only ones at Manchester <laughs> Manchester Airport. I mean, literally, no. The, the 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 turnstile for the bags aren't even going anymore. You're there. Say more about that story in relation to this effortless faith. Yeah, it, it's so much fun. I mean, it's, that one's a good that one's a good story because we got hung up in Chicago. By the time we got to to to, to Manchester, New Hampshire, um, we were the last plane in, so it's the last 
last baggage claim. And then all the bags came out and our bags didn't come out. And we're laughing. Okay, God, what's going on? And so finally our two bags come out, the last two bags. Okay. So we walk outside and we always have a driver waiting for us at our age. We kind of, we've kind of moved for taxis to having a driver waiting for us. Okay. So he wasn't waiting for us. And so I call the company that the range of the driver. He says, Mr. McGuire, I've been trying to reach you. Um, for two hours, I've been trying to find the driver. I don't know where he is. I'm so sorry. I can't believe I've done this to you. You're a good customer. And I, I, let me keep working on it. So I called Kathy, my secretary for 35 years, who looks after everything in my life. And she's in panic. And it's one o'clock in the morning. And at that point, we hear the announcement, the airport is now closed. <laughs> and the the lights are off. And the lights airport. go off. <laughs> we turn back to the doors locked and we look around. Danny, there's not another person there. There's not an errant car. There's not a custodian. Not not there's nothing. It is it, it, there's about and it's a wonderful airport. It's about a little more than a quarter of a mile horseshoe, you know. There wasn't anything done we're by ourselves it's one o'clock in the morning we're an hour from our hotel so we start laughing and and i said well carrie there's 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 a there's two benches here it's a warm night you know <laughs> at least there's a bench for both of us and carrie is such a sport we've been through hell so many times that now we laugh because we know god's up to something and we talked we said there must be somebody okay there's somebody here tonight that's gonna we're gonna meet up with that needs God that we need to talk to. So my my secondary of all things found a guy who took a ride up to Boston and was deadheading back to Manchester. It's how she reached him, only God, you know. So he comes by and he picks us up and we're driving off and he he got the gist right. Secretary gave him the the gist of what was going on and how we were stranded and nobody there. He says, What was going through your minds? <laughs> we said, You really want to know? Yeah. Well, we decided there must be somebody God wants us to talk to tonight. He says, that's crazy. What? Oh, my life is a mess. The things have gone wrong and the last few days have been horrendous. And I've been thinking, I need to talk to God. I need to get in church. I need, I need to talk to somebody who knows God. And I said, well, you know, here we are. We started talking and sharing scripture. And that hour drive to our hotel seemed like five minutes. It was just, it was a moment in time. Mm -hmm. We got out and I said, can we pray for you? He said, would you? We, the three of us, three o'clock in the morning, we're praying together. I mean, it was such an exciting moment. And he bounced back to his car. And, and, and we have now, we have these Seeking God cards you can get from us free of charge. And when you have an encounter like that, you say, would you like to know more about God? They always say yes. And we hand on this card and it takes them to a different website, seekinggod.org. And it's a very full, robust uh, website with all kinds of videos. And it will take them from zero knowledge to a sinner's prayer. And so whenever you, you always carry these with you, whenever you have that kind of conversation, you say, well, if you'd like to know more here, they, they take that card and they look at it. I can get all that off of this card. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no passwords and you can't give any money. You just... It's just ministry to you. So we're having so much fun. But, but there it was. Can you? We got to bed. We we couldn't go to bed. We, it was the wee hours of the morning. And we were talking nonstop, laughing about how wonderful that experience was. But if we hadn't thought about it from a spiritual standpoint, we would have said, 
where were you, God? That was a, that was a night out of hell. Bad. You got held up in Chicago. Or the last one, all this stuff. We gotta, we gotta. If you you gotta realize God's up to something, and when you're serving God with your whole heart, you know He's always up to something. And then the the good stuff happens, and you what you thought was bad stuff was really good stuff because it's all good when you honor Him and you live according to Romans eight twenty eight. Love Him. And live for his purpose. Move everybody every day closer to Jesus. It changes life. It, 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 life is an adventure. You, you literally, I, bet, I think I put it in the book, you'll have the time of your life <laughs> for the rest of your life. <laughs> you, you speak with a joy. It radiates. We can sense it, feel it. You're experiencing life like this on a daily basis. Yeah. Why is anger? I'm going to turn here a bit because you speak about this in the book as a vital point. Why is anger dangerous? Well, of course, it's the opposite of faith, right? Um, we conquered anger. We had a guy that was for years was trying to destroy us and without going into too much detail, because it reveal who they are, but they're doing something extremely bad to us that would have hugely affected our life. He tried to destroy our lives. And there was, a, there was a coming to a climatic moment the next morning that was going to be a life-changing thing, and we were so angry. And uh, Karen and I have been praying for days on it uh, separately and together, reading the scriptures. And we finally pointed time. We said, okay, we're going to settle this once and for all tomorrow morning. And so we sat together. There have been these times in our lives when we just talked out loud to God, and this is one of them. And we basically said, okay, God, there's no way out. I mean, <laughs> you just won't give up. I got to go. I have to go the extra mile and seven times seven, the other cheek. There's just, there's no out of this. So, okay, we're throw up our hands. Uh, uh, we're, we're not going to have any anger towards him anymore. And we are going to love him. We had to say it out loud to God for it to be work. If we just held our hearts, it wouldn't work for us. We said out loud, okay, God, we love him. We love him with your love. Your love flows through us. We love him and we forgive him. And a miracle happened that next morning. I can't go in and re reveal what happened, but one of the biggest miracles of our lives happened that next morning. But you know, the bigger thing is we didn't just end our anger for him, we ended our anger for everyone. It, 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 I, I like it to going in in Star Wars, you go into warp speed. When we made that commitment, we didn't want to make that commitment. And we were angry at ourselves for making that commitment. <laughs> it was like, oh, but we're saying it, Lord. We're saying it, Lord. And it's kind of like going through a warp speed in Star Wars, and you just said there's a vibrant shaking. And, and then within an hour or so, we came out the other side of that in peace. Total peace. And we've had that peace ever since. And anger is no longer a part of our um, life experience. It's just not. Mm. So um, God has, God's peace passes understanding. It is just so easy. But anger often comes from fear. And and over 80% of Americans are living in fear today. Over 80% of Christians are living in fear today today i mean it's tragic how's that possible well there's a lot of things to be afraid of if you're looking at the world 
and you look at your people and you look at your work and all the things going on, <laughs> even grandkids. I mean, there's a lot of things causing, causing fear. But 365 times God says, fear not. And if you fear, you're, if you're living in fear, you're not living in faith. And if, without faith, we can't please God. But more importantly, I, from this standpoint, the subject we're coming on right now, without faith, we can't share faith. And so we have only 30% of Americans that are that are living Christians, born again on our way to heaven, but but mostly not having fun on your way to heaven. You're probably on your way to heaven, listen to me right now, but you're not having fun. And people look at you and you're complaining as much as they're complaining, you know? So if you're living in fear, you don't have faith, so you can't share your faith. In fact, you do exactly the opposite. James 1 says an interesting thing because a lot of you may be praying right now, but you don't feel like God's hearing and answering your prayers. I'll tell you why. In James 1, he says, I'll give you whatever you want. James 1, read that chapter again. He says, but 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 unless you're wavering. You see, if you're if you're in fear, you're wavering. You're praying, but you're still worrying. And he says, when you're doing that, you're like a wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. Uh, an unstable man... Uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And then he says this. He says, do not let that person expect to receive anything from me. God says, I'll direct your steps, but you have to trust me with your whole heart. You have to be all in. You can't be in. I tried it, folks. I've been eight, I'm 80 years old. I tried that for years. I got all kinds of testimonies. 98% faith doesn't work. You got to be all in. How can you be all in? The message of be here, anything else for me, folks, is this. You have to be all in with God. He has to be your first love. You have to be a thousand percent and you know, you know, you know, nobody can take away from you. How do you get to that point? You get to it by when you share your faith. Isaiah 43 10 says, when you, when you, why point is my witness so that you will believe. And in Romans 8 28, he says, when you live for me, when you live for my purpose, when you're sharing your faith, when you're moving people every day closer to Jesus, I promise you, I obligate myself. I will make everything in your life, even the bad stuff, work for good. You're wow. Listening, you're listening to Barry Maguire. Wow. Barry Maguire says the scriptures are being fulfilled before our very eyes. Well, 86% of the unchurched world, unchurched, would like for someone to tell them there's a God who can make sense out of America's chaos. Only 1% of us, Barry says are telling them. He says the fields are white for harvest, but the laborers are few. Jesus said those words first. You can find out more about Barry Maguire, IgniteAmerica.com, when we come back from our break. In our final segment, something happened in Pebble Beach. Stay with us. Wandering the road of desperate life Famously beneath the barren sky Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A woman in Boston recently told me, I listen to your program every day and was inspired by the man who became an NFL quarterback. A person in Orlando said, I heard your podcast of the man who came to God during the Jesus movement. Another friend said, that pastor who gave one of his organs to a boy without ever meeting the child touched me about Jesus' love. The Good Life with Dr. Danny 
is made possible through financial partners. Would you consider sending a gift to keep our program going? Podcasts have been downloaded in 49 states and 35 nations in the last six months. Please help us expand our reach. Go to drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. That's drdanny.live and click support this media ministry. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. So he says the fields are white for harvest, but the laborers are few. These are the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. Barry McGuire resonates with that as he speaks today. He talks about experiencing joy through his darkest times he also says that he and his wife Karen live uh, by these words whenever things go wrong we know God is up to something and it's going to be fine he quotes Romans 8 28 you can find out more about Ignite America at igniteamerica.com Barry McGuire what did you witness in Pebble Beach the year was 2022 with 469 million dollars on car collector sales <laughs> well yeah it's you know I, I i was sitting in the auction uh last um august in uh in in monterey for all the car auctions i'm watching these cars being sold one after another for millions and millions of dollars and i love that that's my it's my hobby it's my business uh, if, when the hobby thrives they, they they buy more car wax and so i love that but it also occurred to me that that scripture, as it was the days of Noah, that they were buying and selling right up to the time the rain started to fall. And uh, I, I see that even today. We're seeing the American dollar under peril, and I don't know how it can possibly be repaired at this point. The world's turning away from the dollar. There's perilous times coming to America, but you know what? <laughs> the darker it gets, the closer we are to the rapture. So, But what does that say to us as Christians? It's not like, oh, good, we're out of here soon. No. What should say to all of us is we're running out of time to get as many people as we possibly can into into heaven. How many how many unsaved friends and family members do each of you have that will be lost if the rapture would happen this afternoon? That that's that's a serious responsibility. So the pressure's on right now. I mean, there's no time to relax. Let me. Uh, uh, you asked an earlier question. I forgot to answer, and let me go back to it for a moment. Um, it was when uh, my joint venture partner came against me. So I was 65 years old and I found out that my joint venture partner had taken over my board. And the next morning at a conference call board meeting, they were going to throw me out of my business. Okay. So get this. I lose my income. I lose my influence. I've lost my hundred year old family business, my dad's business, my grandfather's business. I've lost my testimony. It's Barry McGuire, the Christian. What happened to his God? Everything was gone. It was too late to start over. I'm toast. I'm totally toast. It's hard to imagine uh, in a few moments what I'm talking about, but I was done. I had no hope. There was nothing. They held all the cards. Here's how I handled it. It's called effortless faith. <laughs> I, I I went to my room and I and I wasn't even going to pray. And then I said, "Well, okay, 
God, I'm going to pray, but I'm afraid to pray because I don't want to ask you for anything. I'm good. I'm <laughs> absolutely good because of two things. Uh, you know that I live for your purpose. That's not a gray area. That's how I live every day, all day. You know that. And, and I know you honor your word. And you promised me that when we live for your purpose, when I live for your purpose, uh, you're going to make everything good. So I'm good. I ask you for nothing. And as God is listening to me right now, I, I crawled into bed. I went to sleep immediately. Folks, I went to sleep immediately. I'm good at doing that. I slept all night. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't turn. I slept the entire night. I woke up fresh and I went to my, my attorney's office to take the conference call board meeting uh, with zero fear, effortless faith. Okay. I couldn't wait to see how God was going to fix this. I knew he was. I just didn't know how. So go ahead and then we start the meeting with it, and within eight minutes, God totally disrupted the plans of my joint venture partner with all his billions of dollars and all his power and everything. And I didn't do a thing. God did something five years earlier that stopped him from running me that day. <laughs> I, I just broke out laughing. I said, God, I was I was toast. I was toast. And I thought later, you know, I could have worried all night long. I could have paced the Lord. God, I need you. God, I need you. I don't ever pray prayers like that. God, I trust you. I trust you. I don't need to raise my voice. Either I trust you or I don't. He knows my heart. Doesn't matter what my voice says. How do you trust him with your whole heart? Do you just trust him? You know how you do that? I never knew this. It's so simple. And I've never heard a sermon on it. You share your faith. You live for his purpose. You live to move everybody every day closer to Jesus. And forget trying to find one person today. I mean, these programs, find one person today to share your faith with. Well, out of all the people I'm going to be with, 80% of the people around me are going to hell. Out of all the people I'm with today that are going to hell, I'm supposed to pick one? And then how do I pick the right one? And then about how about, how about all the others? Do we just let them go to hell? I mean, it's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. And then to, to recite a script to them that's so scripted that has nothing to do with the pain they're in at that moment. He didn't say go and re, go to the world and recite scripture. He didn't say that. He said go in and love. He said they'll know you're my disciple by your love. You can love on people. You have no excuse. You can love on people. And when you love on people, it's the Holy Spirit speaking to them. They know you're really loving them. Forget about getting them saved. Don't get it. It's not about getting them saved. It's about loving on them. Just love on them. Let the Holy Spirit take it from there. When you do that, folks, they open up. You'll be amazed within five minutes. They're hurting. Everybody's hurting. Everybody's wanting love. Everybody's looking for answers. Everybody's seeking for God, really. And here's somebody, a stranger, that literally loves on them. And within five minutes, most of the time within five minutes, they will open up and tell you things they won't tell their best friend. So what do you do? You just relax and allow the Holy Spirit to give you the words to say. And it's amazing. It comes out and you see them change. Their life's changing. It's 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 the most, there's no other experience. There's nothing else we can do in the human life to have that kind of experience. Pastors, you're, you're robbing us. You're not sending us. How's the lost? They're lost. They're doing all these bad things. They're blinded. They're lost. They're not bad. They're lost. And they're not going to church. How are they going to know unless we tell them, folks, so, unless we tell them? 
But he also says, how, how, how is somebody going to tell us they're being sent? The churches aren't sending us. So Barry, When's the last time your pastor said, my job is to equip the saints for ministry to send you? When did you hear your pastor say that? we got to take personal responsibility. And when we do that, it will ignite your life. It's the most amazing thing. And that's really why God wants, compels you, orders you, commissions you, commands you, share your faith to reach you. So you step out of fear and into having the time of your life. It's, it's, you got to try it, folks. Barry, <laughs> a time of prayer. Someone might be inspired, moved, motivated by what you're saying. Others may be agreeing but they're stuck with things that they're dealing with. It could be something similar to what you experienced or something along the lines of some level of gradation with a trial, a difficulty, a pain. A prayer for this dear friend, a brother, or sister. Would you do that? I would. I'm having a meeting on Wednesday with a brother who loves the Lord but is in deep peril and has lost all track of God in their parables are focusing on their problem. When we focus on our problems, it's, if that's what's filling your prayer, your problem becomes your God. It's like, to God, help me with my God. And there's only one God. And when you trust him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, he obligates himself to solve your problems. And, he, and I've had gigantic ones. You can't solve them. And he solves them in a nanosecond. God is awesome. He knows everything about your problem more than you do. Father God, I thank you. First off, I thank you for for, for Brother Danny and his, his, his sweet spirit and his love for you and the life experiences. Oh, my goodness, that are a thousandfold more than anything I've ever seen. And you, you hear it in every word that comes across. Thank you for speaking through Danny and for this wonderful radio audience that, that you've accumulated for him, the influence you've given him. And for those who have come with like-mindedness and come and, and are hungry for what Pastor Danny has to say, I pray, Holy God, right now, that this will be a fresh message. You have solutions to all of our problems. It's, it's, time, it's time for a lot of people listening to us right now to just say, I surrender. <laughs> it's time right now to say, you know, I'm going to stop praying for my problem because I can start trusting you, God. And I can do that by understanding your word that you said, when I, when I use my problems for your glory, when I testify, our, 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 you, if you're struggling right now, folks, let me just speak outside of prayer. When you're struggling right now, your, your testimony is stronger in darkness. When you're at the top of the mountain, people say, well, yeah, it's great. Barry McGuire, he's got a beautiful wife and family and, and business and cars. Why would he not be smiling? But I was smiling when I was dying. <laughs> I was dying in the hospital. I was smiling. I was laughing. When I was about to lose my business, I was laughing. Why? Because I know God's there. And how do I know that? Because I used my experiences. I use my horrible experiences to share my faith. It's not in spite of what's going on right now, folks. It's because it's using whatever is happening to you right now for his glory. Start compl- it's not a confessing ministry. It's not an empty ministry. You just start living for God's purpose. I pray, Holy God, in the few moments left that we have here, 
that you'll stir every heart listening to us to recognize you want to make everything in their life work together for good. You are holy God. You want to do that. And all we have to do is accept it and embrace it and use everything in our inner beings to bring glory to you. Every word, stop confessing sadness and, and, and pain and whatever, start confessing, but God, you're there. You love me. We're on our way to heaven. If I die today, I'm on my way to heaven. Nothing can hurt me. Nothing can hurt me. You you love me, God. I'm secure in you. And knowing that, how can I possibly be downtrodden when I realize that God is with me as I proclaim it? Holy God, I know you'll confirm it. And we give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Barry McGuire, thank you. Thank you for your heart, your life, your spirit, your words, your encouragement. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brother Danny. You're awesome. <laughs> you are absolutely awesome. Honored to be with you. Inspiration from Barry McGuire, IgniteAmerica.com. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you. And look, if you haven't done so, hey, this might be that perfect moment for you to open your heart to Jesus Christ. Would you do that? Go to drdanny.live for next steps. Find resources to reach family and friends. Subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and major podcast platforms. John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. It's always a blessing to be with you. Thank you to Barry McGuire, IgniteAmerica.com. Until next time, along with my producer, Brian Torres, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, guest coordinator, Jan Yi, and board operator, Joseph Valdivieso. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with the good life.